What's going on, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Turtle Show. Check out TurtleShow.com. As you can see, we got a new screen, new look. I look kind of washed out. I look like a uh, 2000s version of Delta Barge. There you go. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing it back. Rhythm of the Night. But um, yeah, did you do that song? I think he did do that song. He did that I'm pretty song? Sure he did. I'm pretty sure he did that song. Oh, well. Pretty sure he did that song. Either way, I mean, we're not, we're not a music podcast. It's not like we're supposed to know any of that anyway. But yeah. uh, the music podcast I will talk about is uh, 6 9 should not be in jail right now because he makes great music. But how about you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves because we can wow. see y'all now. That's, I, you want me to introduce myself after you just said that about, I mean, I was never a Stephen Harris, never a, a Takashi 6 fan, 6 9 fan to begin with. You know, not, not have, I don't have much of an opinion about that. You know, from Colorado, Mr. 303, Mr. Avalanche employee calls me. That's about all I got. Mr. Avalanche, well, what's up, man? It's, it's your boy, Farrell, coming from Cali. But we here, though. We here. We on this sports podcast game. And uh, I'm a converted Takashi 6 9 fan because I wasn't a fan at first. <laughs> however, however, that dummy boy and that Kiki, Fifi, especially the one with Tori, Tori Lanez, that goes pretty hard. I have to admit, it's pretty good. Well, that boy, he's, good. I don't know good if he's saying stuff that's going pretty hard while he's in the situation he's in. Oh, that man. ain't going to turn out he, good for him. No, nah, he's a clown, but but the music was was getting better. <laughs> well, we this is like the third time we tried recording this video because my stupid self forgot that church echoes are a thing, and we were talking about how the Ravens decided to keep t Nick Nick Boyle for a three year contract. They announced, I think this morning, I don't know, they're announcing someday. So, do you guys care about that at all? Because I honestly don't. I was just talking trash. I mean, I, I don't really care about it either. Uh, the, the point I was going to make was it's kind of funny to me how uh, I, I know the rules are different from a player to an owner, but uh, Alex Collins, you know, he got – as soon as his charges came out, he got arrested, whatever, whatever happened, you know, he was released by the team immediately. But Robert Kraft, he had a bench warrant for his arrest, and nothing league-wise has happened to him yet, which yeah. – I guess you know what I'm saying. What talking about. Let's see. The Ravens wave running back Alex Collins on Friday afternoon hours after he was arrested following a car crash at Owen Mills. According to a Baltimore County Police reports, officers responded to a call for a car crash. And during the course of the crash investigation, detected an odor of marijuana inside the vehicle. Suing a probable cause search revealed a large glass jar containing approximately five ounces of Mary J. And a handgun was found. <sighs> so I think it might be the handgun part. I'm Like I said, I'm not saying it's the same thing. But they—they, they, he was arrested. Yeah. Robert Kraft had a, had a warrant. He was going to be arrested. He, he had to turn himself in. He played. I mean, he pled not guilty to the to the charges of uh, soliciting, you know, uh, prostitute or whatever. But they, they still they still are in legal trouble. And one got got waived from his team. The other one really, I mean, nothing. I mean, nothing. The, guy owns the, team. the other guy owns a team. I mean, we both know nothing really is going to happen to him. Just you know, saying that there seems to be some sort of disparity there. But oh yeah, yeah, that's going to remain. I mean, it's always going to be there. We'll see what happens. I mean, maybe Kraft will get a year ban. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, even, even if he doesn't, it's not like it matters. Things to be seen. Yeah. Even if he, it, whatever, whatever punishment they give to Robert Kraft really isn't going to matter in the long run. He's a billionaire. He owns mac and cheese, and he owns hmm. the the Wait, Patriots. What? <laughs> Kraft what? mac Hold and on. cheese. Robert Kraft. 
Man, come on now, bro. That's some good mac and cheese, though. Come on, man. Like, I know it's, it's still early, man. You caught me off guard with that one. Come on, bro. <laughs> I need Kraft mac and cheese, man. Man, Robert Kraft. But uh, let's see. Bounce away from the NFL. We're going to go to the NBA. <laughs> and there's a lot of drama, once again, surrounding LeBron because that's LeBron's type thing. Actually, it slick wasn't really LeBron. It's more like Rondo because Rondo kind of upset everybody's night that night. I don't know if y'all saw this, how... Uh, let's see, LeBron James passes Michael Jordan on the NBA's all-time scoring list Wednesday, and which was not a good night to the Lakers. They lost to the actual your team, Harris, 115-99, to the 67 yeah, games, and pretty much watched their playoff hopes dwindle to zero. And then I guess Rondo made the decision to spend the final minutes or so on the game, sitting a few feet on the, away from his bench in a spectator seat. Damn. So... so- I, I, I didn't. I, I was the worst. I didn't really get to watch the game, but I did see the the notifications come up saying that he, you know, he passed MJ for the number four spot all time scoring. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big feat, uh, especially you know in his career. I don't know if that's really gonna um, change how people look at him as far as if he's the goat or not compared to MJ, but. Dude, that team, that team is falling apart. I, oh, I said it. I've been saying it since since the NBA season started. They're not going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it really. There's no way, unless they get a miracle. There is absolutely no unless everybody above them, from the AC down or from the eight seed, you know, from maybe from the like the six seed down falls apart. Excuse me. There's there's no way that they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that they would make it, man. I thought that they could. They had a. I mean, uh, as you would say, a, a puncher's chance wow. to make to at least bless you make the uh, at least eighth seed. But I mean, the way the yeah. season went, it just went downhill. But as far as LeBron passing Michael, man, I mean, he passed him in the scoring category. But I don't think, man, I'm not. I've never been a huge LeBron fan, and so I I'm, I like Kobe better, honestly. Yeah. Um, if you look at stats, I mean, you know, statistically, except for maybe the uh, the championship category. Um, Kobe is still leading in that. Uh, I mean, LeBron has, I think, what, three more league MVPs? Yeah. Um, probably more playoff wins, actually, but uh, but he doesn't have as many titles. Um, I don't know. I just, there's something about Kobe. And I was watching, uh, you know, the, uh, the four-letter networks, three-letter networks shows about that. And, and a lot of them agreed that, you know, people still to this day, Kobe has been retired a few years now and they talk about the Mamba mentality, you yeah. know, he's retired and people are still talking about Kobe and his legacy and what he left. And no doubt LeBron's good. He's probably one of the best, if not the best all around basketball players. Um, but when he's gone from the game, I don't really see what legacy he leaves other than uh, the power dynamics that he's had as far as, um, you know, where players have a lot of power in terms of where they're going to go, what free agents are going to play with them, you know what I mean? Which that's important too. But but honestly, for me, I mean, Kobe, MJ, I mean, they're they're still tops in my opinion. That's me though. Yeah, I can feel that. So. Right now, you got Kareem who leads the list at thirty eight thousand three hundred eighty seven points. Then it's Carmelo, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Michael Jordan. The one thing that I noticed that a lot of guys were saying about this whole feat is the fact that Jordan did it in the less games. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, LeBron James' what, 18th season, something like that, something crazy? Uh, 15, 17, 18. Yeah, so oh, and okay. Jordan played what? Well, yeah, I don't think he played. 
He might have had 15 too, but or 14, but no, I'm pretty sure this is LeBron's 15th season in the uh, 15th year, 15th season in the league. But that, that's that's also that's always going to be one of the arguments in the discussion of LeBron versus uh, uh, MJ is the the amount of time that's happened. And he had he had the scoring title by his 12th season. Yeah, from what I understand. So let's see, LeBron James seasons. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he's they're both within their 15th season. So yeah, I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I agree with you, Farrell. I'm a Kobe fan, but I also think it's because I'm also a closet Michael Jordan fan, and his game was so it was predicated pretty much on Jordan's game. So it was just like a new version of Jordan to me. But it was cool to see LeBron pay homage to Mike during the game. He's like, hey, I grew up watching Mike. Mike inspired me to play. You know. Yeah. Kind yeah. of sneak dissing him, but whatever. Basketball. I mean, I'm here for the drama. It, it's all cool and all, but they're, they're not winning right now. So they kind of – the fact that they're not winning kind of overshadows the the whole him breaking records thing. Like, I – it, 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 and no matter what sport, like I always thought it was kind of crappy when you you have this guy everybody likes breaks this record, but the team is losing. Like it makes it not as to me. It, it seems like it makes it not as uh, as memorable, not as important because the team didn't win and they're not winning. They're not going anywhere. It's just they broke a record. Yeah. So how do you feel about when um what's his face uh, Russell Westbrook broke all those records for the triple doubles and they didn't do anything in the playoffs? Yeah, kind of the same thing. Like it's cool, it's it's cool. Like, you know, ten years from yeah. now, when they're looking at what people are looking at stats and discussing things, discussing things, they'll bring that up. But that's really the only way it's going to get brought up. When he, when he goes to the Hall of Fame, that will get brought up. But there's not going to be any sort of championship or anything else, any anything that's, uh, in in my opinion, really really memorable associated with that. What he did was awesome. But there's, like I said, there's no winning, there's no championship or anything like that. That in a way can kind of solidify like when the when the warriors had the the 73 and 9 season it doesn't matter because they didn't win the championship they had the best record of all time in in regular the nba right. in the regular season yeah and they didn't win the championship so yeah. yeah it's still cool it's still those things are still feats in themselves and you go back and you look at how they do these um they're not on youtube but nfl network or any of these um organizations do like their oh top 10 nba teams and you go back and they show the old videos of them i mean it's pretty cool to see but you're right there's no um larger picture legacy left but i I think i still think it's a feat man but i think right now with a lot of people and 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 society in general is just that it's a what have you done for me lately and so lebron and these people bashing it's like i mean no reasonable person should have expected for him to just go to the Lakers and in one year, oh, they're going to be playoff and they're going to play for the title and shit. I mean, it shit takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff takes time to to, to put to get itself together. So, um, and again, even with with LeBron uh, and Kobe, like look at the team that Kobe had around him. He had players around him, so it's yeah. kind of unfair to compare him his Laker legacy, if you will, that's only one year or so to Kobe's. You know what I mean? It's it's not really fair. You got Kyle Kuzma. 
Did he have I mean, but running I'm talking about when Kobe first came, though. Kirby, well, he was a rookie there, but I mean, even then, he had body diva. He had players. There were some other players that were D-Bock, there. They were, we're, we're gonna throw D-Bock <laughs> out there. They were workmen. They were workmen, journey, journeyman players. I mean, who does he have? He has pretty much all damn near rookie, like very young players. Kyle He's got Kuzma. Lonzo. He's got Lonzo. He got Rondo. Ingram. Yeah, Rondo. I mean, Rondo's his only veteran, but he's got young players, JaVale man. You know, he's got a lot. Of... <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's got a lot of young players that, that don't really have a ton of experience. Um, I bet you if you go back, go back and look at that Laker roster that he had and just see some of the players that, have, that were there. I'm Smush sure they were veterans. Ooh, Smush. Smash Bros. Smush. Smush Parker. Ugh. I think, uh, those are those are one-offs. I think Kobe was like, "I'll take Kuzma and Rondo and what's his face in a heartbeat over Swiss Parker." <laughs> yeah, he was like, those oh, are one-offs, though. Yeah, you got to look at the whole other roster. But how so, do y'all feel about the uh, Rondo sitting away from the team? Because you know Rondo's uh, uh, people do that he's all a the dramatic time. dude all the time, so it didn't really. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like why? Like it? it, it I, it's for attention. People do that all the time, though. I feel like, yeah, man, that shit happens all the time in my games. Yeah, uh, you know. And speaking of uh, Smush Parker, what do you think about uh, uh, Westbrook uh, giving that little kid a little lecture, man, about reaching out and, and touching these these players? I Did y'all see that where, one? I can feel where Russ is coming from. Where oh, yeah. you got to teach your kids don't put your hands on anybody just because you feel like it. I think, especially when the dad is sitting right there, like, he didn't really go ham on the kid. He was like, hey, just don't put your hands on me, dog. Oh, yeah. And I completely agree with him. Like, I'm those kind of people. I don't want people putting their hands on me. Yeah. You know, like, it's regard. You're, you're there to watch a basketball game, not to, mm-hmm. you know, you can stick your hand out and if the players slap it, you know, it is what it is. But you just can't go up and just hit somebody, well, touch somebody if they don't want to be touched. Right. Right. Well, Westbrook. It doesn't happen more often. Well, what Westbrook himself he's that's he's brought that that issue up as far as fan uh i don't want to call it interference but i guess interaction i don't know he's, he's brought that issue up a lot because he's had you know this isn't the first time where he's you know had interactions with fans where they're like really saying things to him or or like touching him as he's walking you know walking along the court the edge of the court going to the in the locker room like he's brought this up multiple times if you go back and you know actually you know look it up um yeah. I think fans fans gotta be careful, man. I mean, that's kind of how the you know the mouse in the palace run our tests. That's <laughs> how that started. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was fans. Fans got a little crazy and yeah. run our tests. You know, well, men of world peace. Now he wasn't. He wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. Not saying it needs to go to that extreme, but you know, fans. Man, I kind of miss those days. Man, I miss those days, man. That that's the try to type of NBA drama I want to see, man. Yeah, but you I mean, know, fans, as a fan, even on the court, yeah. You know, yeah, with the players, the you know, with freaking Ewing and, and Jordan and all those players, Rodman going at it, man, that was fun, man. He right. could get you fired up. Right. You ain't, you ain't you just know. going in the paint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ain't driving through there. Yeah. I don't know. So, switching over from the NBA over to the NFL, we got the draft out to come up. And the big consensus around right now is the fact that Calvin Murray's going to go number one overall to the Cardinals. And there's a lot of drama around that because they just took a quarterback last year, Josh Rosen. Number and one. a lot of people would come into his defense, like, why would you just trade away a quarterback after you just went and got him? And one guy made the point stating that Josh Rosen's rookie season consisted of switching offensive coordinators mid-season, played behind the NFL's worst pass pro O-line, was extremely inexperienced, extremely inexperienced receiving core of any rookie QB, faced most top 10, top 15 pass DBs, faced at least bottom 15 pass DBs, 
and there's rumors that the Patriots are going to trade up do some crazy trade in order to get him to back up Tom Brady. How do you That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I mean, I think didn't the Cardinals get a new coach, right? Are they going to be starting a new uh, coach? Kingsbury. Kingsbury? So it's, it's, it's a whole, you know, crazy ruckus show over there. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did get a new quarterback and just start all over with this new system or new coach that they're having. Um, you know, it ain't no loyalty, man. It's a business, man. So ain't nobody care about people's feelings and it's messed up, man. They ain't going to do what they going to do. So, but that'd be kind of crazy for the Patriots to pick up uh Rosen and here you go again, you know, the next uh, little, I'm not saying that Rosen's a Brady, but you know what I'm saying? The next guy in the wings, Patriots always picking up somebody's trash and then turning it into winners. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Well, that's you know? trash. I think yeah, I that, uh, Go ahead for it. No, go ahead. No, I think uh, to me it, it, this is smart. They they're not the uh, the Cardinals aren't happy with their uh, quarterback they have right now. Um, he in the long run maybe maybe he'll be good. Uh, it, it might just take him a couple years. But the quarterback is the most important position on any NFL team. That's the leader of, of the offense. This is a. Uh, this is a good plan. You you should if you're in a position to keep taking quarterbacks in the draft, and there's decent quarterbacks that you think can help your team, why not draft them? I don't care if you just draft a quarterback last year. There's nothing that says you can't draft a quarterback every year in the draft for however long you want to, until you get the right one. Yeah, I guess it, it's it's gonna suck for you know the guy you drafted last year, but maybe he'll maybe that'll be the fire he needs to step his game up if he knows that this guy that everybody's kind of coveting right now is coming in. The Heisman Trophy winner. This might this might make him step his game up. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of reasons. It's a yeah. lot of reasons to do it, man. And hell, they could even get some value for Rosen and trade exactly. and get some offensive linemen that'll help. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they trash. Uh, but you know, it, they can they can benefit from them. Um, and obviously, there's you know what 52 other positions or 50 other two uh, two people on the roster that needs to be addressed. But mm-hmm. nah, man, they could they could draft them, especially. When you have this possible transcendent player, which I don't think that Kyler Murray is, but you got to take a shot on it, right. um, because if it doesn't work out, then they and you didn't get him, and he turns into be a beast, then everybody's going to be like, "What the hell were you, what were you doing?" You know. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, man, Patriots again, fucking evil empire trying to step in and <laughs> swipe somebody up, man. <laughs> well, they they need to. They need to start thinking about how they're gonna backfill Brady when he hits 50 or whatever and decides to retire when the avocado stop retire. working. Well, yeah. At some point, the avocados are going to stop working. Negative. You know. It's a super <laughs> Yeah. A sigh. A sigh, Barry. As long as he can keep as long as he can keep shifting his cells, he'll be alright. So, staying with the, the NFL, there's a whole Antonio Brown trade that's going on. There's a bunch of teams that got thrown into the mix. The Cardinals were thrown in there for a while. They backed out. The Jets backed out. The Raiders reportedly discussed Antonio Brown, but they are kind of hesitant about it. The Raiders, honestly, are the best ones that could possibly do it because they have a crap ton of picks they could just waste. But they also got burned on the Martavis Bryant deal that they traded last April. They gave up a third-round pick to get him, and he played, what, eight games and got suspended again? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And was really a non-factor for the team. Yeah, so I, I I can see why they're kind of hesitant about it, about wasting picks on Antonio Brown, even though I think he'll be a better pickup anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, but, uh, Farrell, you're a Saints yeah. guy. 
as you talk about mm-hmm. that hoodie. So there was rumors mm-hmm. that he's going to go down to the Saints. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's a good look, man. I mean, I, a lot of people have been talking about, um, you know, he's a cancer maybe in the locker room and this and that. But honestly, I don't know, and I can't recall, and maybe it was, but I don't remember a lot of issues coming out from him before in the previous years, in his early years in, in the, at the Steelers. Um, I think the only drama has really come from this past year or so towards the end of the year with this 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 uh, beef between him and him and Roethlisberger. Um, I think it's a good look, man. The, the Saints definitely need another big-time receiver um, to put alongside Michael Thomas uh, because, you know, he was a beast all year, but at the same time, if they had the right game plan, the other team, I mean, they could take him out the game and, you know, then you have other weapons. But I think it's a good trade, man. I think they should do it. Yeah. It's a good look. Shit, give give Breeze some other fast. weapons. I mean, Breeze is forty, man, so he'll turn forty-one uh, this next January. So, I think Breeze has got a couple more years, man. Just like Brady, I think they both have a couple years, provided they stay healthy. You know, yeah. those avocados. He's out there eating king cakes and beignets. <laughs> hey, man, you seen his workout regimen? Nah, man, he ain't on that. He eating something, maybe some uh, some crawfish or something. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know about the beignets. <laughs> so, uh, Harris, so, if the Broncos were like, hey, we're, we're willing to pick up Antonio Brown, even though y'all have no money out there. <laughs> we, we, hey, we got Emmanuel Sanders, right? No, nah, we uh, always hurt. No, no, he's not always hurt. He just he just barely got hurt this last year towards Achilles. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> nah, the, the, actually, there, there's a rumor already out there. Well, I don't know if it was a rumor. They just asked John Elway in regards to Antonio Brown. They already, they already said no. Um, th- there's no money for him. One, there's there's nothing. So that I think it uh, it would be cool if we could get him, just because it would give some spark, I guess, to the team. People might be a little bit more interested in the casual fan or whatever. Like, oh, Bron- you know, never Broncos have Antonio Brown, the superstar. But the way the way the team is right now, it it wouldn't help. Because that would be losing, and him uh, being the type of player and type of guy he seems to be, he's not going to like that, and that's going to cause problems in the locker room. I mean, look at look at look at how he was just you know talking about Ben Roethlisberger um, in that in that interview it was on it was on the Brown Show, the shop when he was talking about Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben I guess was telling him like, hey, you got to get to the ball. He's like, no, you got to throw me a better ball. Probably both very valid points, but. If he came to the Broncos, he'd be going to another kind of aging quarterback and Joe Flacco. Uh, the backup is Case Keenum. Um, I mean, based on their last year performances, neither one of them are really in the elite category of quarterbacks right now. And, but, okay. <laughs> he has in spurts. He's he's been yeah. good in spurts. In spurts. So we we don't know what spurt we're gonna get when he when he takes the field. We'll see. You don't see that back there. I see uh, it. Flacco. But see, you know what? This is another thing with Brown, though. I mean, he needs or he should go to a team that's got a strong leader. Um, I mean, have we talked about the Saints? Drew Brees. Well, the Ravens. I mean, we'll see. But uh, I mean, <laughs> winter is coming. The Ravens is not going to get any passes from Lamar. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. No, but he needs he needs that quarterback that and head coach that are that are very strong leaders. You know what I'm saying? So they got Breeze and and Peyton. So you know they they run a pretty tight ship. So and I think the bigger issue with Brown and Roethlisberger is at least for, according to what's started to come out from other players is that the way that Roethlisberger was calling him out publicly and not just him but other players 
Yeah. That, that, that rubs people the wrong way, man. I mean, think about it. Any line of work that you work in, if your boss or your coworker tries to call you out publicly, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It, it, it's, it's not going to go well, especially if, if they trash cool. or especially when they, you know, are not, not somebody that, that, that should even be talking about it. So um, I think that was the bigger issue there and probably the start, uh, the, the straw on the camel's back, if you will, that kind of broke up that, that relationship. But man, AB is a good player, man. No, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disputing you know? that whatsoever. I got a question so, for you guys. So everybody's dragging Antonio Brown for his character and everything, right? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the quarterback of that team exactly much, multiple charges, multiple oh, charges, charges on, of sexual assault with females. and everything else? But everybody just tends to push that to the side, and they're right. They, it, it's just crazy. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one that noticed that. No, 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 yeah, you know, but see, you know, I was going to quarterback see, I could is tie more to a bigger issue too. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so a bigger issue about about you know race and culture in Americas, but uh, this is a different podcast. <laughs> 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 you know, that's a different podcast. Uh, no, you're right. You're so, right. Especially with all these documentaries coming out, Finding Neverland, uh, you know, R. Kelly, you know, all this I stuff. Man. To watch that thing, bro. Which one? R. Kelly? The, the, the uh, Finding Neverland. You're not about to oh. change That's the thing, Mike. Mike. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, man, we love Mike, man. But the thing you is, he's, he's not here anymore to defend himself. So it's like, yeah, like it's... why are you going to drag him now? So why don't you say to the man's face why he was here on Earth? I mean, well, first, we, we don't. We don't want a victim shame. So, so who knows True. what really happened, right? So we don't want to just discount what the victims have to say. However, it is a little hard to swallow, especially when an icon like Mike, which especially in our generations, somebody that we grew up in our childhood that we really, I mean, talk about superstar, like, I mean, just amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, but nobody talks about, you know, these other people like Elvis, yeah. Harvey Weinstein, uh, Roman Polanski, some other people that are of a different pigment uh, that have had some questionable stuff in their past, you know. So that that but that's a that's a different story altogether. So, yeah. you know. Well, switching topics yeah. real quick before we take off. Have y'all <laughs> seen this man's Thirty for Thirty? Dion? Nah, I didn't even know he had one, bro. Oh yeah, he did have one. That's right. Yeah, yeah he did have one. I yeah. haven't seen it yet though. Wait, it oh, came out like work. around the time of the Super Bowl, like right before the Super Bowl. I think. Yeah. It came out. Uh, it's about where he tries to play. He tries to play. Uh, with, with the Falcons and he tries to go with the Braves, right? Later on in the day? Where he played the two to, games? He did. He did. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they gave him slack. <laughs> uh, the Braves, the Braves gave him gave him static over it. Uh, but he talked about that a little bit. Yeah. No, yeah. I want to see that. That looks that looks really good. Like I highly recommend it. So we're gonna wrap this up because I'm hungry and I gotta get some food before I gotta go with my stupid job. So if you like the <laughs> Turtle Show, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, if you wanna join the show. You see the stuff at the bottom. You can just DM us at the bottom. Y'all can't see it on y'all's and Harrison Farrell, cause yeah, I'm like, where do you point it? <laughs> but yeah, just hit us up on one of those little social media websites. We'll get you on here. And as long as you talk about the Ravens being the best team in the NFL, we're, we're cool. I'll get you. Hey, on no one got time. One last thing. One last thing before we go. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Alfred Williams, Big Al. Uh, he was on a. He was a. A sports show radio host back in Denver. Oh, I mean, he's still alive. Don't don't take it that. But for the past, I was about to say, <laughs> no, for the for, for the past ten years, he was on the drive with Big Al and Mac. Uh, in my opinion, one of the one of the best, most entertaining shows that they had in the afternoons in Denver. Um, he stepped away from the show after ten years. Uh, it's a completely different show. Uh, it's hard. Uh, it, it's hard not to have him on the show. He, he was a great guy, two-time Super Bowl winner with the Denver Broncos. Uh, funny, outgoing guy. Um, he was great. He's not on the show anymore. Um, 
just want to give a shout out. I hope he's doing well. Not that he actually watches this show or anything, but just putting it out there. Um, it, it, he'll be missed. He'll be missed on the show. Word, word. And we got to get Farrell a new background. Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. I to get rid of these cards board, man. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm upgrade. Just randomly had a cardboard box. It's like, what? Yeah. I'm upgrade. Well, how's you guys next week? Later. Yep. Who did that?